Hi guys, welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Hi. Gwen Flamberg. Oh, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown, and we are here once again to talk about all the hottest news of the week. You can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, stream us however you choose to stream us. And of course, we've got a boatload of piping hot news this week. We've got finger pointing over paternity tests, baby arrival announcements, pregnancy speculation, shady Mother's Day jabs, surprise Mother's Day's olive branches, college cheating scandal updates, coronavirus updates, icons dying, culinary clashes, wedding speculation, royal adjacent hotties shaving their faces, plus Kyle Richards talking all about her ragamuffin comments and that upcoming Denise and Brandy Real House of Beverly Hills storyline you're dying to know more about if her flute and all things housewives, and so much more. That's right, but before we dive into the news, we're going to set intentions as we do every week. That's where we tell celebrities to start doing things, stop doing things. Sarah, here on Baby Girl, who's your intention for this week? <laughs> wow, so much happened this There's week. So really much I missed this it. It's, it's packed in here this week. I can't wait to find out. Okay, so obviously this is time for me to talk about how my intention came true. <laughs> A few weeks ago, I asked for justice for Sheena Shea. Um, along with some other, you know, Bravo fans online, we felt as though Sheena was getting a little bit too much of um, an edit on season eight of the show. Sheena is cringy. She is quote unquote boy crazy. She's, you know, messy and we love her for that. But they were doing it in a way where it seemed mean and like we were missing something. And instead of laughing with Sheena, it felt like the editors were laughing at Sheena. And then... A Vanderpump Rules editor went on a podcast and basically confirmed that, yes, they were doing it on purpose. They were looking for scenes to embarrass Sheena. They, she was mad that the cast didn't, like, befriend her and said if, like, the, Sheena knew what was good for her, they would have been friends, so she wouldn't have tried to embarrass her on the show. And all this crazy stuff, the podcast has since been deleted. I cannot imagine Bravo is very happy with this woman who, you know, exposed all these secrets of the of the um, editing of the show. But it makes me feel like Sheena is getting a little bit of the justice she deserves. And to add to that intention, now I would like the cast of Vanderpump Rules to do two things. <laughs> okay. One, they already filmed the reunion, and I need them to go back and have Andy do a brief one-on-one with Sheena about these revelations. Yes. And two, going into season nine, assuming there will be a season nine... I need some more fourth wall breaking. And Sheena has said in interviews that, for example, her fight with Dana wasn't really about her drama with Max and Brett. It was because she was jealous that Dana was getting to show her comedy on the show. And Dana, she could see before her eyes, was going to get to be like the star. And Sheena wants to be the star. I want them to fight about who gets to be the star on the show. Mm, I don't want too much fourth wall breaking. I'm not into that. Well, this is my intention. Okay, fine. (laughs) Travis, who's your intention for? Mine is for Miss Kourtney Kardashian. Um, She's so famous on TikTok right now. Everyone sort of lip syncs to her, like, burns and taking down of everyone and watching, like, a heavy amount of those. Because I did a couple, so now they're just, like, showing them to me all the time. And I just sort of want her to find some inner happiness. She is a very angry, mean person a lot of the time and says really horrible things. So I'm wishing her love and light. That's beautiful. You know what she did do that was light recently? She shared an usmagazine.com story on her Instagram story. That's very nice. Oh, love that. Very nice. Thank you, Courtney. Gwen, who's your intention for? My intention is for Mr. Ben Affleck. 
I am really, really loving his budding relationship with Ana de Armas. And I would like for him to like keep it clean, stay, stay gold and make this relationship work. Now, I don't necessarily think that they should be showing their love via matching like necklaces that they were seen. I I thought it was so cute. I thought they were so cute. I mean, it is really cute, but it's also kind of juvenile and just a little bit weird. It's like a friendship necklace that you would wear in middle school. So I don't know. Okay, I think I love them, but they just aren't totally on brand for him. It seemed a little strange. Like, it would be so cute if he had that with, like, Violet or something. But I was like, it's just, like, uh, it was just a little strange for a super adult, older Ben Affleck relationship. That's right. Well, my intention is for future. Um, As we know, as us reported this week, he was fighting in court and lost to a woman named Eliza Serafin, who was clearly able to prove that he is the father of her child, Rain. Mm. This now um, means that Future has eight children. Um, He has kids with a total of seven women. And my intention uh, is also an offer. I am willing to... Joe's got a condom. I'm going to Venmo him $10 if he wants to, um, you know, basically get his tubes tied um, and and do a little snippage. Because clearly he's not getting that when you have sex, you can easily have a baby. (laughs) And there are many preventative things you can do to prevent that from happening. And because he was fighting this woman so tooth and nail and seemed so angry about it and took to Twitter and was trying to, like, discredit her, I feel like he needs to change up his... uh, ML. It's not even the first time he's fought with someone and been like, I'm definitely not. He loses on the Maury show every time. Like, he has to fight with like three of these women and he's so adamant and mean to them. It's really bad. It's really bad. But it was nice that he um, shouted out at least some of the women who he has children with on Mother's Day. Six out of seven. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not the most. Uh, he didn't go at great length to thank them. But and was he was very um, short with his Sierra message. Was was she appreciate you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they've been in a worse place before, so this is actually a great development. But let's bang through some news. We're going to start with the positive stuff first. Ruthie Ann Miles, the Broadway star, revealed um, earlier this month that she gave birth to a daughter, Hope Elizabeth. Um, of course, as people remember, this was two years after Ruthie Ann lost um, their daughter, her daughter, Abigail. She and her mm. husband lost their daughter, Abigail, when she was hit by a car in 2018 that had also um, badly hurt Ruthie. Uh, we also heard that America Ferreira gave birth. That was really exciting news. Um, and baby. how sweet was the picture that she posted with that little hand? Lucia Marisol Williams arrived May 4th, and um, America revealed that news on Mother's Day. Stacey Keebler also revealed that she gave birth on Mother's Day. Now, we don't know when this baby arrived, but her daughter, um, she said it was her first Mother's Day as a family of five, which was so cute. And the baby's name is Isabella Faith, which is a sweet little classic name. Barbs and people everywhere are wondering if Nicki Minaj is pregnant because she was talking about cravings for red meat and a salad with extra jalapenos. Travis Cronin, our resident Nicki Minaj expert, what do you think? Um, absolutely. Well, I love that you call me a Nicki Minaj expert. I'd say I'm just I'm more informed than your average, but not an expert. But I do yeah. know enough to know when she's intentionally playing us. And, like, holding a little secret that she wants people to guess. They're never, like, Taylor Swift veiled. 
they're sort of just in there and she is like laughing about it. So I think it's almost a confirmation. I think the barbs know that too. Really? I think she just likes to have us guessing. When she's tweeting about to people she's not throwing up, but she's nauseous and peeing nonstop, what do you think this means? I feel like <laughs> she likes to play the game a little bit. So you think she's just yeah. like having a go, taking a piss? Uh-huh. Okay. Sure do. Yeah, no one, no offense, like really cares about Nicki Minaj anymore. So that's not true. She's the number one single in the country. That's not true. You are on a different planet. She's number one on Billboard. Everyone cares about Nicki Minaj. Take it back. Say so. Remix. Yeah, hello. Oh, the remix. I'm I'm an OG TikToker. I don't need the remix. Uh, you need to, after this, you need to hop off here and you need to listen to her last album, Queen, on repeat. It's incredible. Starts I off with a bang. Doing that. And it's, well, you know what? You're, you're missing out and you continue living your sad existence. Uh, I will. Speaking Thank of you. sad existences, Joe Judice in Italy, oh. he posted a tribute for Mother's Day for Teresa um, Sarah Huron. Judice, uh, fan number one, were you moved? Always. <laughs> he was talking about how thankful he is, but I doubt that it will go far enough to make Teresa fully forgive him for putting her in jail during that time. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, he, Joe Judice, is on Instagram more than I think all of us put together somehow. You could say um, far too much. You could say far too much. It's yeah. a fair assessment. But um, Melania, my actual queen, just got Teresa to make do her first TikTok dance, and it was quite the situation. So I prefer that the content that's happening from New Jersey, not the content that's happening in Italy. I also think, Sarah, you would have been quite surprised by Jay Cutler's Mother's Day tribute for his estranged wife, Kristen Cavallari, when he went on Instagram, posted a picture, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. These three little ones picked a good one. Sarah, your reaction? Am I allowed to be honest? Yes. Yes. Really? Not not if it's another terrible judgment call like your last one on Nicki Minaj, but go ahead. Okay, well, I just to give some background, people can draw their own conclusions. But a couple of years ago, Kristen made this Instagram for Jay, if Jay Cutler had an Instagram. The bio used to say, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along these lines, not Jay, but someone very close to him. There's also an old USA Today quote where Kristen says, we need to clarify Jay's Instagram. It's not him. It's me. Yeah. Now, following the split, one would assume that Kristen gave Jay the password and was like, post your own Instagram. Do your own thing if you care. However, Jay Cutler has never once posted a tribute to her on anything. He never really screams Instagram. So I believe that maybe, allegedly, she posted this herself. However... The filter was kind of shitty, and Kristen cut, left a heart emoji, so I guess it would be a little diabolical, but it also is getting ahead of the people saying that. I don't know. I did an Instagram poll. The world agrees with me, but maybe I'm just mean. Sarah, let me squash your ridiculous gossip mongering right now. Um, a source told us that Kristen did not post that. A source also told us that Jay has control of his Instagram account. And also, I think if you knew anything about legal battles, you would know that if Kristen was tampering with his social media and posting things to make herself look good, it would greatly endanger um, their custody back and forth in her That's case. all great. And that's sure. However, I will be keeping a close eye on that Instagram account moving forward. I like that sleuthing. Um, will all three of you be looking at Colin Gosselin's Instagram account. And alas, you won't be able to if you did not already follow him because he's gone private 
after <laughs> apparently appearing to shade his mom, Kate Gosselin, in a Mother's Day post, where instead he praised his dad, John Gosselin's girlfriend, Colleen Conrad. This Ooh. shocked me. It shocked me too, especially when he said, but I don't think mother can describe all the things Colleen has done for me. Ooh. And he went into great length about it. He's like, I could call it Mother's Day, but it's more than that. We obviously know Kate Gosselin and Colin have had a very rocky, to say the least, relationship. Um, there was a lot of back and forth about what Colin and John said about um, Kate basically sending Colin away and telling Colin that he couldn't live with John. Travis, your thoughts? You're a Gosselin, a longtime Gosselin watcher. Yeah, I definitely am. I I sort of really like watching the drama play out between Kate and the kids just from watching the show because she was so rough on them that it's sort of nice to hear them like actually be able to speak for themselves and not and be grown up enough to do so. They're 16. I'm like in shock. That's wild. That's wild. It's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like yesterday I gathered around my friend's basement to watch the special episode where Kate and John were finally going to address their longtime fans like myself and tell us that they were getting a divorce. It feels like yesterday. Wow. Well, Sarah, uh, almost yesterday was Mother's Day. I hope you took the time on that day to wish your allegedly criminal queen, Lori Laughlin, a happy Mother's Day. And if you didn't, you at least saw that your other problematic queen, Olivia Jade Giannulli, was sending love to her mom on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. And she posted a picture of herself with her mom. And she said, thank you for being you. You're the most special person to me. I'm blessed to be your daughter. This is interesting because we've reported before that there was some tension, obviously, in the family because of this college cheating scandal. We've also reported that a judge refused to dismiss charges against Lori and her husband, Massimo, and that the trial will go on as planned later this fall. Um, Travis, I mean, what a, we've heard a little <clears throat> bit about how Olivia Jade is doing. Um, can you fill us in for people who missed that update? You know, as Dorinda says, not well, bitch. Um, <laughs> no, she's, she's fine. Like a source told us that it's just really tough for her because she sort of takes two steps forward and then like one step back with this, the photos getting released, new updates in the trial, and it's sort of stopping her from having like a flourishing career. But luckily she's still with her hot boyfriend, Jackson. I screamed when I saw this Mother's Day post. I sent it to you guys faster. Like, I've never, like, worked quicker. My thumbs have never worked quicker in my life. (laughs) Um, When she wrote, you make motherhood look like an easy job every day, I was just in shock. The irony. It's very ironic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting her to alienate her mom. It's clear there was definitely tension in the beginning, and then I think they've kind of, like, worked through it as a family. But just some of the, like, declarations she made are just wild, knowing what we know. And maybe you can love your mother and support her, but you don't really have to shout it out over social media during, while this trial is going on. I think we've seen from Olivia Jade, she goes to the beat of her own drum. She sure does. Travis, can you give us a refresher of what happened on this day in pop culture history? I can, and it sort of ties into our college cheating scandal. Um, Today was the day in 2007 that uh, this iconic movie called Georgia Rules, starring Felicity Huffman, Lindsay Lohan, (gasps) and Jane Fonda premiered. Of course, there was a lot of drama on the set because it was right in Lindsay Lohan's troubled times, and she showed up late, and the actress was like working with her. 
Um, it's also it's the, a great movie. It is a good. And on that same day in 2007, Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson sadly announced mm. they were going. And it's the day on a little turn that uh, Remy Ma was sentenced by a Manhattan judge to jail time and called her angry, violent, dangerous, and unrepentant after she beat, uh, shot her longtime girlfriend and then went through her purse and then went to jail. <laughs> Remy, wow. She oh my God. Her just because they had a, outside of a meat, like a meatpacking nightclub, just because they had a disagreement, shot her and then went through her purse and then didn't feel bad and then went to jail. That's, that's what can happen. Well, guys, this week I talked to Kyle Richards from Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I was very excited to catch up with her. You guys all gave me great questions. Gwen, you had a lot of incredible hair questions. We got the tea on how she's been maintaining that hair in quarantine. Sarah, you had great questions about the back and forth with Dory and about Denise. Um, and of course, I had to ask about Kyle Richards calling Denise ragamuffin. I mean... Which not she cool. did. Not, well, she did it last week and she, she's doing it on the episode this week. Um, let's hear what she said about that. The ragamuffin comment. Do you feel, yeah. do you regret that? Yes, I do 100%. Um, like I said, by the time Denise was even, I mean, first I got there, Denise, you know, up until we've seen her this season, has always been like, I'm not into glam, you know, that's not my thing, blah, 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 blah. And then we arrived at her party and she was late because she's having hair and makeup done for her pizza and ice cream party. And then, you know, the diamond ice sculpture and the diamond ice cubes. I was like, what's happening here? This is not the Denise that I've gotten to know. And then when she started defending the glam, I was like, oh my God, no, no one's being authentic right now. It was making me crazy. So my mom, when I was a kid and I would run around and not have my hair brushed, she'd say, don't run around like a ragamuffin. So I just said that. <laughs> the word itself makes me laugh. I didn't say it in a nice way, but the word in itself is just a ridiculous word. I mean, it's a ridiculous word, but she definitely weaponized it last week, and she <laughs> certainly weaponizes it on the new episode this week. Ooh. It's not a good look. She just seems really judgmental and mean. And a little bit jealous. And a little bit a jealous. A little bit jealous. I do kind of get where Kyle's coming from, though. I don't think Denise, Denise Richards is gorgeous and doesn't need makeup, and that's not a nice word. But I feel like Kyle, since she's been on the show for so long, just gets triggered by anyone, like, changing their view or maybe not being totally authentic because she's been called out so many times, and, like, she called like, I think she's just on edge, and it's like, wait a minute, you're, you're the girl who doesn't like glam, now you like glam? Like, what the hell? Like, now you're defending Dorit? Like, what's going on? Like, I feel like Kyle is just kind of always trying to piece together everything. Yeah, I guess, and she appreciates consistency, but I think... The way she said it and saying it to Sutton, who's someone who's very, like, looks down on people. And by the way, Sutton is an incredible addition this this season. She's wild. She brings something else the other ladies don't bring. And yes, there's a problematic, there's an elitism there for sure, which I don't love. But it makes for an entertaining watch. Um, Mm -hmm. And of of course, we talked about a lot more with Kyle Richards, which you can read about on usmagazine.com. But we also, of course, had to ask about the upcoming Denise and Brandy storyline because Brandy Glanville comes in with some accusations that we have reported on, that we've also reported that Denise... Um, denies per our sources but let's hear um, what Kyle says when talking about the the truth truthiness or the trustworthiness of Denise and Brandy Brandy as we know comes in as a storyline we see in the preview for the season and uh, things get complicated for Denise 
why, when you two in the past have locked horns, do you believe Brandy? Because I think that Brandy has many times been, um, I mean, can I swear on here? Okay, I, swear. <laughs> I mean, in the past, I've seen Brandy be an asshole. I've seen her, you know, have a temper and lash out. But I, I really don't think that Brandy Lambo is a liar. Well, we know you are someone who seeks out the truth because classically you said you're such a fucking liar, Camille. So do you <laughs> I know we're able to discern whether someone's lying or not. Do you think Denise is someone who tells the truth? I think that, I mean, I don't know her well enough to really say that, but I think that there are parts of her that she wants to edit and keep a certain way. I think that's where the bravo, bravo, bravo comes up. And um, yeah, I think that, you know, she wants to center a little bit. Oh my God. I know. I, I This season is shockingly good. And I was really worried about the departure of Vanderpump, but I'm, I'm very into it. I'm so into it. I totally agree with Kyle. I don't think Brandy would lie about this. I think Brandy's insane and in a great way. And I don't think she would say this if she didn't like, if there wasn't some truth to it. But I also just want to point out that we have an awesome gallery, like, breaking down, like, all the Denise and Brandy, like, he said, she said. And so far, very on-point reporting, because we said that there's going to be this conversation about threesomes in front of the kids, and that's going to, like, trigger Denise to, like, then be like, oh, like, now Denise doesn't want to talk about, like, sexual stuff. And then I assume that's when Brandy's going to come in and be like, oh, really? She didn't want to talk about it? Well, guess what she did with me? And I am just, like, I, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I thought we were at Wild Things House, but I guess not. <laughs> Oh on camera. <laughs> yeah, Erica's really on point this season too. It's 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 the cast you know has what it, been so Erica, great, surprisingly. All they needed Erica was amazing when she first started, then she got reserved, and it's all I actually love Lisa Vanderpump, but I think she, it's Lisa Vanderpump. I think Erica just didn't trust her. She didn't want to give her any ammunition, and now that Lisa's gone, we've seen Erica cry, we've seen her be shady, we've seen her do so much stuff that we loved about her in the first place that I think just she needed like a break from Vanderpump. Sarah, that's a very inspired theory. And you've now wow. redeemed yourself for your earlier We've been all over the place this episode, Brody. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. We are in challenging times right now, and it's harder than ever to connect with the right therapist. Fortunately, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping trauma, and family conflicts. They work with 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states to connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential, and it's so convenient as you can get help at your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with a licensed therapist. BetterHelp is available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time, no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code HOTHOLLYWOOD. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash HOTHOLLYWOOD. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash HOTHOLLYWOOD. Well, now we we have to go through some sad news because there have been icons we've lost in this past week. Jerry Stiller died at 92. So sad. <clears throat> so sad. Ben Stiller tweeted about that. That was, 
you know, he obviously worked for so long. Um, he was married to Anne for 62 years, but people know him from Seinfeld. They know him from his other iconic roles. Um, they know him from King of Queens, but he really touched a lot of lives. And also, little Richard passed away at 87. He had bone cancer. Um, we talked to his agent who said he was very alert and enjoying life, even still playing the piano, um, just two weeks before his death and had all of his mm. faculties. And then if you talked to him on the phone, you would think he was a guy in his 60s. But very, very, very sad about both of those losses. Guys, we need to talk about Tyra Banks. <laughs> Iconic. I was like, I've heard, I've heard that speech so many times. So it's like, what about if we just give a little like chipmunks twist on it? I like just that. To really. Thank you. Thank you. But guys, it's it's crazy because now Tyra is admitting that she made mistakes in her early years of hosting America's Next Top Model. She tweeted about it. She said she's been seeing posts about the insensitivity of some past ANTM moments, and she uh, she agrees with those people. She said there well, was some TikTok really is blowing up. TikTok is blowing up with people thinking that there were so many episodes where Tyra was just savage. Yeah. I mean, there was the teeth gap thing. There was the problematic yep. skin darkening for the biracial theme photo. They put that girl in a coffin one day after her friend died. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, mean, it's a lot. That show was wild, it's, honestly. It's really wild. I, I told that girl not to be too about- out and proud. She's like, don't be too gay. Don't like tell everybody. Uh, no. <laughs> But Travis, do you have a favorite moment from your years of watching Top Model? Yeah. Or one that sticks with you? I do. Obviously, the girl who fainted was so great um, when she <laughs> picked them both home and then was like, actually, we're all going to Spain. Um, but my favorite <laughs> is from the first season when she's talking about her journey and modeling and how hard it was. And she said, I was modeling in New York on 9-11 and I had to look fierce. <laughs> it's my favorite moment. No. Yep, yep. My oh, favorite? No. My favorite is the, I don't remember what cycle it is, but the girl who they cut all her hair off and she cried hysterically and then they sent her home anyway. Oh. <laughs> and she had no. such long hair. And she was oh, so like the pretty. longest, most beautiful hair. Tyra literally shaved her head, screamed at her for getting upset about hair. She's like, it's just hair. And then she got sent home that episode. It was inspired, honestly. And I also just want to say a little bit of breaking news. Um, Jay Manuel, that's how you say his name, right? Yeah. Former judge is writing a tell-all book. Oh, oh boy. boy. I bet oh there'll be a boy. lot of chapters about Janice Dickinson. Oh Do you want to hear what it's God. called? What? The Wig, the Bitch, and the Meltdown. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, Gwen, did you ever watch Top Model or no? Not really. Yeah. Not see, really. I, I watched it, but it was so long ago. And... There used to be like marathons on Style Network, yeah. RIP. And I would yeah. get like locked in and spend the whole weekend. So I never watched it when it was like, I don't think I ever watched the new ones as they were airing, but you would just get sucked in. Yeah. I just remember like bits of when they were doing, um, I'm afraid of the dark, but I sleep with the nightlight, like strange ads and crazy contestants. But and wow, there was a lot. There was a but, lot. But you there. know, it's like I booked models for photo shoots. I produced a bunch of photo shoots in my day. And I just, I never felt like it depicted the working models. 
authentic, yeah, yeah, what 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 models would actually need to do. I just always sort of found it a little bit silly. Yeah. Um, Gwen, did you find the Rob Pattinson GQ cover silly? No, I actually was completely obsessed with it. You're going to disagree with me. Really? Yeah. Here's I the was thing. like, oh, First of all, why? there are a couple things. There are a couple things. Okay. Now, I was a, I was a twihard. I was. I'm going to admit oh, I was girl. a twihard. But, and it, you know, obviously, like, Team Edward always. But. Always. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I felt like it was... The pictures are so beautiful and so representative. Like Rob Pattinson with that quarantine overgrowth of hair on the cover is all of us in quarantine. And and honestly, it is quite a feat for a celebrity to shoot their own pictures, especially in a quality that can be on the cover of an iconic magazine like GQ. And I think that the editor-in-chief, Will Welch, made an incredible choice in Rob and decision to have him shoot his own cover. I think it's it's going to be one of the iconic covers that sticks out from this time in history. So snaps. Bravo. Wow. To GQ. Fascinating. Yeah. Travis, you were nodding along. You agree. I love it. I thought it was so great. And Gwen's absolutely right that it's going to be an image you remember from this time for sure. Yeah, for me, I'll remember it not in a great way. I was just like, oh, this, uh, why did he style himself like that? And then when he was talking about trying to make the microwavable pasta okay, and you put aluminum foil much. in the microwave i was like girl come i on. just want to know what he thinks about the twilight author rewriting the first book in edward's perspective at midnight sun he and if he's gonna sign on about it. <laughs> i'm sure he will not sign on i hate to break it to you that coldly but facts are facts uh also in some uh male grooming news gwen james middleton oh my god so into this story too So James Middleton shaved his beard in quarantine. Obviously, his beard had become a little bit unruly. But here's the plot twist. His new wife, are they married now or is she just a fiancé? She is... She might just be a fiance at this they were supposed point. Yeah. To get, they were supposed to get married this month. Right. And they had to put it off. But here's the thing. She has never seen him sans beard. So he shaved his beard and it was like a big reveal to her. And I thought that that was like a wild story. <laughs> Hopefully she's not I loved it. The video it. was yeah. so cute. Very cute. I love a beard yeah, I, I I wish we had more content with James, Pippa, and Kate. I oh, feel yeah. like what we need in quarantine is like a lifetime movie with James. <laughs> Lights, camera. <laughs> Actually, let's recast this. Okay, so I want you three to give me who would play your Kate, Pippa, and James. We've got a Lifetime movie. Let's put these three, some royal, some royal adjacent siblings, um, in a car, put them on a road trip. And who would you have play those roles? All right, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to like go A-list here. Okay, let's, like let's this, do is, it. this is not just a Lifetime movie. I think this could be on network television. All right. I think that Pippa Middleton should be played by Kate Beckinsale. Basically, just because of her body and that sweet, sweet butt, I think that if Kate Beckinsale is playing Pippa, I think Jennifer Garner would make a great Kate Middleton. Mm -hmm. Wow. She's got the hair for the blowout. She's got that concerned. She makes those like, gosh, do you have Botox? Because you're knitting your brow face that Kate always makes. And wait for it. Here's who I think should play the brother. Here's who's going to play James Middleton. All right, you ready? Yeah. Paul Mescal. 
from normal people. Are you guys watching normal people? Yeah, I watched it on your recommendation. Cute. That's right. Paul Meskel. I don't know that I'd say cute, but Paul Meskel certainly is cute. He is Irish. This is an Irish show show that's done on the BBC um, for Hulu. And this is this guy's first acting role. And he he is smoking hot. And this is going to catapult him to fame. And he's got that like quiet, brooding, do you speak quality of James Middleton. Wow. I love that. And I think he'd look good in a beard. Travis, please cast this movie. Um, for James, I was going to cast him as uh, Dustin Milligan from Schitt's Creek and RuPaul's Drag Race Celebrity Edition. Cute. Cute. Oh, Cute. Oh, the reboot season one. Uh, Cute. The first Cute. season one. Um, and for Pippa Middleton, I'm casting um, Meghan Markle in that role. I think she would just do great. And I think they sort of look alike. And for Kate Middleton. Inspired. Yep. And then for Kate Middleton, I'm just giving it straight to Angelina Jolie. Oh, <laughs> reach for the stars. Yep. Reach for the stars. Okay, um, Sarah, who's your well, ca- on your casting list? I'm upset that I didn't think of Meghan Markle, the actress <laughs> in the family. I don't know how I forgot about her I was acting abilities. <laughs> um, but I, I might be the only person on this podcast who has seen the Will and Kate Lifetime movie um, several times. Honestly, <laughs> oh, no. maybe more than I can count. It's heartwarming. Sarah, why? There's so I, much to watch. Why? I don't know. I have no. I have no defense. It's just a fact. Um, but what you may not know is Camilla Lunnington of Grey's Anatomy fame now played Kate brilliantly in that movie. She's actually British in real life. And she's gone on to be Joe on Grey's Anatomy, and she's like a main character now. But I think we bring her back. She was iconic. She gets to be Kate again. Then we get Emma Watson for Pippa. Oh, I like that. And Eddie Redmayne for James. Wow. Oh, inspired. That is very inspired. I thought about this long and hard. Yeah, so I, I did too. And for Kate Middleton, I want to cast Lucy Hale. You know, oh, nice. That's oh. more a little casting from the people for the people. Um, for Pippa Middleton, I want to have a newcomer on the screen, Andy Dorfman. What? <laughs> for her bachelorette fame. She, she's got the body. She's got she's the hair. She's got the hair. She a, could do it. A, she yeah, could do it. She could do it. It's a lifetime movie. Yeah. She could Andy's do it. my all-time favorite bachelorette. You know that, right? Well, she's no, I didn't smart as bachelorette by She is far. smart. She is yeah. smart. Um, and James McAvoy from X-Men. Ooh, I'm going to pick him. him. A good one. Yeah. He's it like was, a it was, dead it was, ringer. Look yeah, it was, it was almost too easy, but I was like, you know what? It, it, the casting's kind of wild with the Lucy and the Andy, so I needed to give it like some yeah. you know, European sensibility. Wow. I Guys, watched all of these movies, my, but can I just also be really quickly to cast. <laughs> interrupt yes. you, Brody, and let you know that Khloe Kardashian has tweeted after everyone's saying she's pregnant and she's not happy. Oh, no. So she's clarified that she's not pregnant. Yes, she tweeted, I don't go on social platforms much these days, and this is one of the main reasons why I stay away. The sick and and hurtful things people say. I'm disgusted by so many things I'm seeing. SMH, people swear they know everything about me, including my uterus. Sick. Because apparently Chloe and Tristan have been trending because people think they're pregnant. Well, yes, and we've reported that they're acting like a couple in quarantine. We know they're quarantined together. Our sources have said that they're, he's really been trying to get on her good side, and she's open to him, but not taking him back romantically. So, of course, we had no idea where this was going to go. People have been speculating on social media today. It's great to hear that this is not the case. Um, it's come up as a storyline on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, as Sarah knows, a longtime fan and devotee. Uh, but 
Obviously, people feel a lot of ways about Tristan possibly having another kid with Chloe because of the fact that he cheated on her with Jordan Woods and other ladies. Several ladies. Multiple times. Speaking of injustice, guys, this Allison Roman and Chrissy Teigen back and forth. What a, a what an ugly situation. I, I mean, first of all, there was this interview with a new consumer, Allison Roman. I'm not really familiar with her work, um, but she's a very popular millennial chef. And she wrote, what Chrissy Teigen has done is so crazy to me. She's had a successful cookbook. Then it was like, boom, line at Target. Boom, now she's an Instagram page. There's over a million followers where it's just like people running a content farm for her. That horrifies me. And it's not something I ever want to do. I don't aspire to that. But like, who's laughing now because she's making a ton of fucking money? Well... Chrissy was upset about that. She said it was a huge bummer. It hit her hard. She's made recipes for years now. She bought her cookbook. She supported Allison. She said, and then also, I guess, Allison took a dig at Marie Kondo. I'm like, wow, you're going for two very popular people that are on top of their game. And Allison, Mm -hmm. I don't know where this is coming from. And then Chrissy said, it's just her and two other people who are working on cravings and they work very hard in it. They work, 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 and they're not even making any money. And she she was really, really hurt. And she tweeted about it a lot. And Allison subsequently apologized. She tweeted and she also said that these were insecurities um, where she talked about uh, Chrissy and Marie and she regretted these disparaging remarks. Um, and she said it was stupid, careless, and sensitive. She needs to learn and respect the difference between unfiltered and honest versus being uneducated and flippant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwen, what was your feeling about this? I mean, I just think it's wild, mostly because I love Chrissy Teigen, and in my eyes, she can do no wrong. Travis? I I just like when these things get like really out of control, so I support it, and I hope they do another one. Because it was very interesting <laughs> to watch. But yeah, she just it seemed like she was sipping Haterade and was like, oh, I would never want that type of success and to have my stuff carried everywhere. Like, that's that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, who is this chick? Like, honestly, stay in your lane. It Leave seems... Chrissy Teigen alone. Exactly. And it seems... She's, I feel like Chrissy Teigen is so supportive to like, and giving credit to, because I feel like Chrissy Teigen also knows. She's like, yeah, like, part of this is my talent. Part of this is luck. Part of this is the game, like, I'm just happy to be here and I'm, like, doing everything I can and I feel like she's genuinely nice to other celebrities, so I don't get the point. And regular humans, you know, like, the thing about Chrissy, part of it is that she's just always been really engaging and engaged. She talks with her fans, she, you know, she engages with her followers, she, I just think that she doesn't deserve any of this. No, not at all. And I thought it was like an elitist slam, too. I mean, one, there people were saying this was the racist and there were racial undertones to this because she's going after two Asian women. And also, when she's talking about the Target thing, it, it like reminded me of the time I had a boyfriend who told me he wanted to talk about philosophy more. I was like, get the f- out of here. Like, do you know wh- what bitch you're dealing with? It just like, I, I don't, the, the whole like, the, the Target, it just, it, left a bad taste in my mouth but lucky luckily for allison chrissy was so gracious and she said thank you for this allison to be clear it never once crossed my mind for you to apologize for what you genuinely Mm -hmm. thought the comments stung but they more so stung because they came from you it wasn't my usual news break of some random person hating everything about me i still think you're incredibly talented in an industry that doesn't really lend itself to supporting more than a handful of people at a time i feel like we all all we have are each other 
Then she said, and honestly, for the past few days, every time I see a shallot, I wanted to cry. But I do appreciate this, and hopefully we can all be better and learn from the dumb shit we've all said and done. I, what, from a shallot? That must be, like, from her. From a shallot now. From a shallot, shallot. From a shallot, shallot, shallot. From a shallot, shallot. I'll cry from a shallot now. That's you the best guys, thing ever said. You're all welcome. We were all shocked. All shocked. Just as shocked as you, dear listener. You know what I was shocked by? I love this dating, this gay romance update. Noah Galvin, Ben Platt. Cute. Suddenly dating from Dear Evan Hansen. They both played the role. I, I love that. Yeah. That was so cute. That is cute. really cute. Also, what we need to get to the bottom of, did Emma Stone tie the knot. I wish she would go to Twitter the way Khloe Kardashian just did and clarify because Emma Stone was making a virtual appearance as so many people do during quarantine. She was not wearing her engagement ring. She was wearing what appeared to be a wedding band. And she talked about having a husband, about if you marry an anxious man. Like, Thankfully, I didn't do that. She said it in the past tense. So everyone was freaking out, thinking that she's had a wedding in quarantine, which could be the case. We have not gotten to the bottom of it. I bet she had like a Zoom wedding. Uh, I bet she did too. And I bet it I was mean, like so chic. I got to tell you, I always, always, always love when celebrities pull off their wedding privately and on their own terms, given what we do for a living and all of the, you know, it's like I'm constantly on ring watch and it's just, it, 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 I get a little, a little flutter in the heart when celebrities manage to pull it off, you know, kudos I mean, to them. Uh, I guess as someone who like, directs our news. I'm not the most excited when we we can't break the news. As long as another outlet isn't breaking it before us, right. then fine. You know, you can have your... I, I like a secret wedding when we get the confirmation not long after the secret wedding. Okay. Yes, like the like Miley... Give me, the, give me a picture or give me a call them husband. Like, give me some sort of, like, spark the speculation, do what you want, but then eventually give me what I what I need. Like the Miley and Liam wedding, where that sort exactly. of rolled out exactly. very slowly. That was a good one. Until uh, it ended and broke my heart. And <laughs> has your heart recovered? Honestly, no. Maybe that's why I watched the Will and Kate Lifetime movie so much. <laughs> Makes sense. Hey, Sarah, I know you watch Grey's Anatomy and the Us Weekly exclusive this week. Katarina Scorsoni has split from her husband, Rob Giles. Is that big news for Grey's fans? Um, yeah, I mean, I love um, Amelia. She was been on Grey's Private Practice. She's been in Shondaland for a long time. And um, her character was pregnant this season, just like her in real life. So I'm a little surprised because their kid is like five months old. But I hope she's okay. Well, you know what it's time for. It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania! That's right, where we step into the imaginary boxing ring, put on those imaginary boxing gloves on celebrities who are celebrating their birthdays this week, and set them into imaginary fights. This set of rounds will be refereed by Megan Fox, who turns 34 on May 16th. Ooh, yes. Gwen. Jason Biggs turns 42 on May 12th, and Pierce Brosnan turns 67 on May 16th. I mean, this is a tough one, but <laughs> Pierce Brosnan will always be one of my favorite Bonds. Not my most favorite Bond, because that goes to Daniel Craig. But I do think that Pierce Brosnan, even with his silver foxy gray hair, could take down funny man Jason Biggs. 
I agree. Travis, yeah. Janet Jackson turns 54 <laughs> on May 16th. Versus Tori Spelling, who turns 47 on May 16th. Oh, that's just mean to Tori. <laughs> Don't hurt Tori. She went through enough with that um, hibachi grill. Oh, she did. No, I'm sorry. Janet Jackson did. is going to have to knock out Miss Spelling. I'm very, I'm she, very sorry. She did. Yeah. What a well, rhythm nation. Sarah. Bubble the face. Yeah. <laughs> rhythm nation. Sarah, we talked about him earlier, but Rob Pattinson turns 34 on May 13th. Mm. Do you know who else turns 34 on May 13th? Lena Dunham. Oh, that's oh. amazing. You go, Edward. Get her. Oh, uh, no. Well, Gwen, we've got 67-year-old Pierce Brosnan versus 54-year-old Janet Jackson. Who wins? Oh, boy. I mean, it really is a tough one. Also, because there was that time when I went to South Africa and Janet Jackson and her A-team were in my cabin on the plane. We were staying in the same hotel. They invited us out dancing with them. It was epic. I feel as though I know her and I've seen her danced to some heavy beats and she was great. I wow. still think that Pierce Brosnan would take her out. What? what? That's, what? That's the raw. Wow. I'm shocked. That, what a twist. Uh, I was, I've never heard that story before. Well, Travis, it's 67 year old Pierce Brosnan and 34 year old Rob Pattinson. Who wins this round of celebrity birthday boxing? Oh, media? well, just because he's overcome so much and just beat Janet Jackson, I'm going to give it to Pierce. Oh my god! Rob tried to knock him out with the camera, but he couldn't. True. Wow. Well, there have been a couple of coronavirus-related celebrity stories this week. Roy Horn from Siegfried and Roy passed away after testing positive disease last month. Very sad. We've also seen the happy news that Nick Cordero, his wife Amanda Klutz, revealed that he has awoken from his coronavirus coma, which is great. And we've also seen other celebrities share um, family members and friends who they've known who've um, survived or not done as well and are still battling coronavirus. Even Matt Damon this week revealed that his 20-year-old daughter, Alexia, uh, contracted COVID-19 and has since recovered. Guys, it's time for 25 Things You Don't Know About Me. Are you ready to guess and do maybe a little bit better than you did last week? I got it last week. You did, but it it took you a long, long time. Oh, please. Okay, this is from a September 2013 issue. Number one, the first time I sang was at my kindergarten talent show. I performed My Heart Will Go On. Number two, my favorite food is chocolate chip cookies. Number three, I just moved and have yet to fill my frames with actual pictures. Number four, my bedroom is pink. Number five, Kelly Clarkson. No. Number five, I'm double jointed. Number six, I could eat breakfast for every meal. Anna Nicole Number Number seven, I was the 2000 to 2001 Mini Miss Texas. Number eight, we'll skip. Number nine, I will most likely take you up on any dare imaginable. Brittany Snow. Oh, that's good. What'd you say? Brittany Snow. No. I said Jesse James Decker. No, number 10. Number 10, I just celebrated my 21st birthday in Africa. Number 11, Kenya is my favorite place. Number 12. No, number 12, my first concert was Santana. Number 13, my old AOL screen name was along the lines of Little Kelly because I was a huge Kelly Clarkson fan. Number 14, I'm allergic to cats, some dogs, and pine trees. Number 15, I hate going to the movies without Sour Patch Kids on hand. Number 16, I don't like spicy food, but I love hot sauce. Number 17, Leonardo DiCaprio was my first celebrity crush. Number 18, I can quote every word of Mean Girls and Girl Interrupted. Number 19, I had my sweet 16 at Applebee's. 
Number 20, I'm obsessed with aliens and crime shows. Number 21, my favorite thing on TV is 48 hours. Number 22, I could tell you everything about the Jody Arias trial. Number 23, growing up, I collected rocks and Barbies. Number 24, in fact, I played with Barbies until I was 10. Number 25, I like to have random conversations with people at red lights to make them smile. Wow. Oh my God. That was a good one. Okay, I'll give you number eight. Number eight, I actually like Simon Cowell. Oh. Catherine McVeigh. No. Demi Lovato. Yes! Yay! Well done, Travis. There you go. That was really well done. I should have gotten that. You definitely should have, but Travis beat you. No surprise there. Well, guys, that's all the time we have for this week on our Hot Hollywood podcast. You can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, stream us from your neighbor's Wi-Fi that you're stealing, or blare us from your mom's (laughs) prehistoric flip phone that somehow still gets on the World Wide Web. Thank you to those who have listened to us before, during, who are joining us during pandemic, during the pandemic and quarantine, um, or have come back to us now at this point in quarantine. We are so thankful that you tune in each week. Please find us on social media. If there are things you want to hear us talk about, you want more of something, possibly less of something. <laughs> Otherwise, we will talk to you again here next week on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.